Hello, and welcome to the Flawed and Fearless podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Covert, and I'm excited today to bring you another episode. But before we begin, be sure and like and subscribe to this podcast so you can see it come up on your newsfeed more. And if you're like me and you get too many notifications and don't notice them, click on the link in the bio and I will email you when I post a new episode or before we begin a new season. And the link is in the bio. Welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you're here today. So today's episode is unleashing that negative talk and also learning to trust ourselves because I felt like this was an episode that needed to come together. It's almost the problem and the solution, what you don't want and what you do want. So I want to first start out with, there was a time in my life when I used to constantly struggle with negative self-talk and lack of trusting myself. It felt like no matter what I did, I just couldn't shake the feeling that I wasn't good enough or worthy of success. It just, it constantly felt like that. And it was almost like a constant nagging in the back of my mind that never seemed to go away. I remember one time or many times in particular I had just ta- I just started the podcast and I was feeling completely overwhelmed, unsure of myself. I was started it on my own and after having someone do it with me and then not it was very very scary. I mean, I was convinced that despite the fact that I had prepared so much and practiced relentlessly, I found myself paralyzed with fear and self-doubt. The negative thoughts flooded my mind. I mean, I'm talking, it was, you're going to mess this up. You're not good enough. Everyone here is more qualified than you. Seriously? I said, no one wants to hear your stories. I was completely convinced that I was going to fail and embarrass myself. Plus, it would be recorded forever. And of course, on the internet. So the entire world would hear it and create some crazy meme or thing. And it would be absolutely devastating. And after each episode, I would go back and listen and beat myself up for the things that I hadn't said or the things I did say. And it was a constant like worrying about the worst case scenario in my head. It was this daunting. I can feel myself. I remember it. And of course, as it turned out, we're in season four (laughs) and everything went, went fine. There was no huge disaster that had me hiding in a hole of embarrassment. I mean, not yet, (laughs) but I quickly got the hang of things. And the thing was, my listeners started to be supportive and encouraging. And the crazy part was not only did they find my honesty refreshing, but they also seemed to relate to my experiences more than I ever could have imagined. So it was like, wow. But even through those things, the other thoughts still surfaced, even though people were out there and saying, wow, I'm actually listening. I couldn't shake the feeling that I didn't deserve this. And that was a constant 
day-to-day thing, like the rug was going to be pulled out from under me. Like here is this positive, here's somebody saying good, but don't hold on to it. It took me a long time to realize that this way of thinking was not only unhelpful, but it actively was harmful to myself and my mental health and my well-being. I had to learn how to reframe my negative thoughts and replace them from to be more positive and empowering ones. I can tell you it wasn't easy, and it certainly didn't happen overnight. But through a combination of finding the right people to talk to, being open, journaling, meditating, kind of like having that brain muscle and some space reflecting on things, it allowed me to pause. And again, surrounding myself too, it was big with positive influences, where And then I was able to break through from the cycle of negativity and start trusting myself. But first it took the pause. First it had to take that space because that negativity was almost like a, you know, like you light a fire. And if you, light, if you have gas on it, it's going to, there is no waiting time. But if you're lighting a string, it slowly will go, right? Well, I needed to implement that string. So... Like I said, it was really, really difficult. And again, it took a long time. Looking back, I can see now that the lack of trust I had in myself was really just a symptom of a deeper issue. I didn't truly love or accept myself for who I was. I could not accept myself. But by working on that core issue of not being able to love or like or accept myself, and learning how to be kinder and more compassionate to myself, I was able to start finally living a more fulfilling and joyful life. I wasn't, you know, it, again, it didn't happen overnight, but it was one of the most transformative experiences of my life. Unlearning negative self-talk and trusting myself were absolutely important for my self-growth and overall well-being. So everything about the self-talk negative was absolutely harming me. And it was almost automatic, like a domino effect from here to there and quickly just gone. There was no good thing about it. So first, how did I unlearn my negative self-talk? Negative self-talk is the inner voice in our head that repeatedly tells us we're not good enough. It's that constant criticizing, belittling, and judging that can make us feel worthless, helpless, and hopeless. This type of talk, self-talk especially, can be so persuasive. It comes at a time where you're already shaken, and we start to believe it. And it can become almost like this self-fulfilling prophecy where we are just down scared, putting ourselves down and just keeps going. And it's like a never ending automatic kind of cycle. Well, you know, it originates self, the negative self-talk. It all, it's a deeply embedded in our culture, in our environment and personal experiences. I mean, come on, from childhood, we are taught to compare ourselves to other. Hey, is that person doing better than you? Oh, be competitive. What are they doing? You know, to meet impossible standards of, you know, even now, again, I have children now, high ability, do this, keep up, stay in the sports, do this because so you can get college scholarships that may not even happen. 
and to believe that our worth is based solely on achievement of external validation. So did you do good in the sport? Did you do good in the academics? Are you dressing well? It's constantly on that outside source. I mean, and it's not just, it's, it's our environment. It reinforces this with a constant message of perfection, success, beauty, leaving us feeling inadequate and unworthy. And our personal experiences for me, traumas, failures, they can create constant inner dialogue that is just bad self-doubt and criticism constantly. But we have the power to challenge and change these beliefs. I know this firsthand. To love ourselves unconditionally, that is not some perfect thing, but it is very possible. I am telling you, I even love myself when I mess up. When I have a podcast, at this point too, I told you a story about that. Now, I don't even edit it. (laughs) I know it's crazy. It's probably why you hear different, but I don't edit it now. I don't go through and get rid of the, the words that I repeat. I don't. I just put it out there and that's it. We can create a new narrative based on kindness, compassion, and acceptance. We are flawed and fearless, and we can rewrite our stories. Our negative self-talk is like a virus in our computer operating system. Think of it like that. It can corrupt our mental processing and affect our overall performances if left unchecked. Each time it arises up, we need to take action to delete and redirect it. Just as we was a computer virus, in order to heal it and correct it and correct our thoughts and beliefs, you don't just ignore it because it'll take over your computer. You run something, you call some help, you do something. So we may not always get it right on the first try, but by being flawed and fearless in our approach, we can continue to learn and grow, just like a computer system that receives regular updates and improvements, right? Okay, so let's do second part here learning to trust yourself. So now we know negative self-talk is not good. You're not going to act like we all, one person has it, nobody else does. It's there. It happens. And again, as a flawed and fearless person, I know firsthand that it can be difficult to trust ourselves. We live in a world that is bombarded us with messages that are not good enough that we need to be fixed. I mean, constantly self-help everywhere, right? And we should look at external sources. Like if you don't take this course, then you will never find the secret. No, the secret is always going to be, how do you love and accept yourself? That's always the secret. But you need to find your people, your right process. And again, it's all the same processes, different ways. But, you, but it's connecting with ourselves to stop those messages of not being good enough, that we don't need to be fixed. If we don't like something, then maybe it doesn't connect with us and at our core. And maybe that's why we need to change, not because we should look like this external source of validation and guidance, because it's like externally, you want to start trusting your own guidance, your own validation. And that takes courage to tune in and listen to that inner voice and not just the one that's putting you down. But when we do listen to that inner voice and hear it, maybe it's talking you're not good enough. Talk to it. There's everything there that we need within us to navigate this beautiful, messy thing we call life. Talk to it. There's times when, there was a time, I can tell you this, that I was in a very toxic 
relationship, not a, um, like a friendship relationship. And I knew deep in my gut, it was not healthy for me. I knew that it was constantly, I was constantly needing to show up for that person. It was never prepared. Nothing I ever did was good enough. And they would always remind me of what they've done for me. But anything I did, they didn't want my advice, but they were mad when I didn't give it to them. They wanted to be the first person I come to, but they let me know how much they had heartache when I came to them. But ultimately, I wasn't listening to my gut. And I was not, I was staying in this unhealthy relationship all because my fear of being alone and not wanting to be the one to end it kept me in that situation far, far too long. It led me into having some deep emotional scars and prolonging healing process in this. I was keeping, when this relationship was there, it just wasn't serving me. And the lesson learned was, when my intuition speaks, I listen and I trust it, no matter how difficult the decision may be. And that might be journaling it out. What is going on? Why do, is my intuition talking to me right now about this relationship? What is going on? Listen to it. This needs to be heard in order to figure it out. I know sometimes it feels like we are you don't need to jump as the point. Nothing needs to happen right away. I have a big rule and it's been lately even implementing it more and more. If something comes up, you don't need to panic or make a quick decision. Let it be and say, okay, in three days. So if that came up to me, I was like, okay, I'm feeling this relationship is not very positive for me and it's time to end it is what I'm hearing. Okay. Let's not overreact about it. Let's not come up with all the worries, focus on the fears for three days. So for three days from now, so if that was Tuesday, I would say, okay, by Saturday, I'm going to start freaking out that I need to end the relationship. But for the next three days, I'm going to be curious and I'm going to see all the benefits by not holding on to that relationship any longer. And it soon started to come all the benefits, not only from them, but for me. And the answers came. So I'm telling you, building self-trust and strengthening in your intuition is a constant battle for us. It really is. And it's because you're leveling up what you trust yourself two years ago. I mean, I can't believe sometimes I think about the me before kids and trusting myself. I'm like, what? I remember my biggest fears. How am I going to take care of this little human when I've screwed up so many times with myself? And then I did it again. <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> so it's, for me too, especially recovering from codependency, trusting myself has been a uphill, I don't want to say battle, uphill journey. It's been an adventure, but I'm trusting myself more and more and enjoying it and noticing the things that I'm able to do now. It's practice and patience, but ultimately it's about learning to trust yourself and your own instincts while also being open to feedback and guidance from trusted sources. I will tell you, Brene Brown is that she said in her pocket, she keeps her three to five people that she trusts. And that's the only people she goes to. So don't go to, you know, that person that is always critical of you. If that's all you have, write it down. Then put more people in your life. Join more things, do things because 
if that's what you're going to choose to do is stay small, do not go to those people. It's only going to make it worse. Absolutely just makes it worse. So one effective method to start small for me is by making small decisions and following through with them as far as listening to my intuition. And so it's like, okay, I'm going to make that decision. I'm going to make that decision to not stress about this for three days. I'm going to make that in that tuition to or that decision to listen to this and just be aware of it. Show me some signs. What would be some positive things if I didn't have that relationship in my life anymore? So you testing it out and it's, it's a balance with learning to listen to your inner voice and acknowledging and honoring your feelings. So maybe that relationship didn't need to end, but something needed to change. And if I'm the only one willing to change, then that's not a relationship. That is me and solely. And again, sometimes it doesn't happen overnight. That's not the intention. It's just listening and moving forward, but learning to trust, trust what's small and say, Hey, I'm going to go with this color of shirt. If I don't really like it tomorrow and still feel like love it as much then I can go back tomorrow and return it. That's it. Try little things. I'm going to trust myself and take this walk that I kept saying in my head, trusting yourself is the foundation of creating a meaningful connection with yourself and others. I really want, I mean, excelling in your career, you need to trust yourself. Improving your overall quality of life, it's about trusting yourself. It allows you to confidently make decisions, set boundaries, and pursue your passions. It's ultimately leading to a life of authenticity and fulfillment, love and acceptance of yourself. In fact, studies really show that individuals who trust themselves and their abilities are more likely to experience positive outcomes in aspects of their lives. They have stronger relationships. They have more successful careers. These are people that trust themselves. So do we dare to trust ourselves and watch your life flourish in ways you've never thought possible? I dare you. Because in the end, here's the conclusion. Negative self-talk can be damaging not only to ourselves, but also people around us. When you constantly criticize yourself, we create a toxic environment that others can feel and it can have a domino effect on their own self-esteem and confidence. On the other hand, trusting ourselves is our abilities. Not only it, by trusting ourselves, it not only unlocks our own potential, but it also inspires and empowers those around us to do the same. It's time to break the cycle of negative self-talk and to trust in ourselves to create a positive ripple effect in our lives and the lives of those we touch. So let's unlock our potential and inspire others to do the same and decide that we're going to improve that operating system, that virus that has got in there, and we're going to switch it. We're going to give it the attention it needs and redirect it to something more positive. And we're going to start trusting ourselves slowly and surely. And remember, try that three days. Don't freak out about something for three days and look for the benefits that it brings to you to your greater good. If there is, what are the things that could potentially set you more on a path of being a better, more growth, more positive, more loving, more compassion, more of the kind of person that you would admire? Think of that because you admiring yourself 
allows other people to have people in their life that they get to look up to. How many times did you have someone in your life that you admired so much that maybe you didn't do anything the same exact as them, but you went after something and you remember that person? They weren't perfect. They weren't without flaws, but they were fearless and they went forward and they were themselves. They were flawed and they were fearless, but they loved and accepted who they were. Okay. Thanks again for listening and we'll talk soon. Bye.